Hi, and welcome to Game Time Podcast, the MLB edition, with your hosts, Alex Rubinson and Shai Dweck. There's been a ton of news the past month, so let's jump right into it, because it's Game Time! What's up first, Shai? So, with you, our MLB expert, what type of impact do you think Herrera will have on the Nats? So, as of you know, the Nationals acquired relief pitcher Kelvin Herrera from the Kansas City Royals. Kevin Herrera is a right-handed pitcher, and I thought it was a great move because Davey Martinez, their manager, had overused some of their relievers, so I thought it was a great move for depth and to bolster an already pretty strong bullpen. Obviously, with the Nats struggling, you know, we'll see, you know, how much will the move actually, how much of the impact will there be. Um, Now, correct me if I'm wrong, Nats having quite high expectations coming into the year, am I correct? Yes, and they've been just... Not Suck. needing them. Oh, not not close. To, they yeah. they. I don't, I would be surprised if they made the playoffs. So do you do you think that Kelvin Herrera will have a what type of impact will they help him make the playoffs? Well, I think on there are twenty five guys in an MLB team, and one relief pitcher, although he can very much help you, can't make an impact and bring a team from bad to playoff contender. Now, he's a very good reliever, but I don't think Kelvin Herrera can single-handedly bring the Nats back from the dead. Yeah, I'm sure. It was a very good move for the Nats. They they strengthened their bullpen, they provided depth, and a very good late-inning reliever who can come in in big situations. Alright, so... Machado goes to the Dodgers. Which is a huge blockbuster trade. With the deadline in about a week and a half now, Machado was the big guy out there. There were talks, is he going to the Phillies, the Brewers? When it's all said and done, the Los Angeles Dodgers acquire him for uh, like five prospects. And obviously it's a huge trade. Machado, who is a third baseman but plays is playing shortstop this year, the Do- the. The NL National League was kind of crumpled, not crumpled, but, you know, there, was, there wasn't a team that stood out. There wasn't a team that, you know, could really, you know, was the favorite and who could make a run. The Dodgers, remember, they had Word. shortstop Corey Seager right. had Tommy John, so he was out for the year. And now Machado, who is a free agent after this year, um, gets traded from the Orioles, which the Orioles needed to make a move because the Orioles are the worst team in baseball. Yeah, and that's very known. You know, Machado wasn't obviously wasn't going to go back, and you know, the more you wait, the less value you're going to get. So the Orioles needed to make a, a move as soon as they could. They finally get him and get you know some pretty good prospects in return. Um, obviously this, I don't know if there'll be a Who move. do you think Willie wins this trade? We won't know, because we don't know a lot of times, because... But what the, about a prediction? I mean, right, I just, it depends. I really can't say, because the Dodgers have him for about two months. Because, I mean, he could resign, but the way things are going, I don't think doesn't so. Doesn't look like it, Because right? also they have a great shortstop of their own, who will hopefully be back next year for them. More of a, a more of a scapegoat, someone who was uh, almost like Dwight Howard for the Wizards, who will step in there and provide replacement until the other guy is ready to become more stable, more stable guy. Yeah, exactly. And the Orioles, you know, they got these guys who are in the minors, so we won't know how good they really are for you know five, six years. Like it could be a long time. So you know, 
I don't really really know. Do you think it's good value for the Orioles? I think there's one prospect, um, Uenzo Diaz, um, I think is his name. He's an outfield prospect. Um, he's a, he was a top prospect in the deal. He had a very good performance in the All-Star Futures game, which is like the All-Star Minor League game. Um, but we really won't know. The Orioles need pitching. You know, for years they've had great hitting, but their pitching has been horrific. So they need young pitching, not just the Machado deal, but they have a couple other very good players, Adam Jones, Zach Britton, who they'll be trading away within the next probably week or so. Yeah. And they need to get great value and some young prospects, probably more on the pitching side. So if you had to... Would you, if you had to say, would you think this would be a positive trade? If you had to say a positive or negative for the Orioles, with you, having you a never want to give up your franchise player, right? Or in a player as good as Machado is, right? But the Orioles knew they were going to trade him, and you wanted to get. So they almost had to give up. Yeah, and it's almost like when you're this bad, you want. You don't you don't want to let him go, but you know that it's best for the organization and it's best for the team moving forward. So it's tough when it actually hits you, but at the end of the day, it's the right move for the organization. All right. All Star Game was this week, which um, it was so exciting. I was there. the The biggest stars came out: Aaron Judge, Mike Trout. They both homered. Some good pitching. There was a ninth inning comeback, you know, NL was down the ninth, big two-run home run from Stuart Jeanette, extra innings, home runs galore. In fact, it was a record. There were 10, wow. there were 10 home runs in the All-Star game. That's the most ever in an All-Star game. The previous record was six. Six. So by That's, a lot. Yeah. Now, there were like three home runs in extra innings, but still, that's a lot. And now the six home runs, the last time uh, it had happened three times, six, but the last time it happened was like 1971. So that's, wow, okay. And, but it's been almost like the, you know, a lot of strike, the MLB has turned into, like, half the time it's a walk, it's a strikeout, or it's a home run. And that's really what this whole game was. But it's always fun to go out there. I was there. DC did a great job hosting. It was always fun to go out and see the best and the best compete on the biggest stage. So, yeah, I had a blast. It was a great time. Obviously, game doesn't matter, but um, it's great to see the best of the best compete and perform. Um, it's awesome. All right. So, the Indians acquire Brad Hand. What do you think? I think, actually, um, from the Padres... Indians may have lost this trade. Brad Hand is a terrific left-handed relief pitcher. They also, um, Indians also got back another real named like Adam Simber, who's not you know nearly as good. But the Indians gave up their top prospect, named Francisco Mejia, who is just on the brink of the big leagues. He probably will be in the big leagues this year for the Padres. He can play catcher. He's an outfielder, but I think his his primary position is catcher. Padres have a loaded farm system, the minor leagues. They are loaded, meaning they they might be a lot be of prospects, a lot, a of, lot good, of good pro like high quality prospects. I, I was looking at MLB.com's list like yesterday. They had like seven of the top forty two, which is incredible. So, but we're seeing that the you know Astros and Cubs have won the last two World Series, and you know they were the bottom dwellers. They started from the bottom. They traded away their good players. They got these young, good prospects, 
and then they won. And then, you know, they won, and we're at the top, and the Padres are doing that right now. But going back to the Indians getting Brad Hand, they needed a relief pitcher because relief pitching has always been their strength. But their top two, Cody Allen and Andrew Miller, who have been unreal, unbelievable, two of the best, um, have been either struggling or injured. And the Indians going into this trade deadline wanted a to add depth and bolster their bullpen, but also add a guy who will be controllable. Because going back to Cody and Cody Allen and Andrew Miller, they are both free agents. At, yeah. You know when the season ends, so they wanted a great reliever who's controllable for more than just these last two months of the season. Very good point. Um, I'm going now. Um. Robles and Romito. Um, the Nationals have always been interested in Marlins catcher JT Romito, and the Marlins wanted the Nationals' top prospect named Victor Robles. Now, initially, Mike Rizzo, the Nationals' GM, said how they don't, they're not, they're done. But as of late, there have been reports that Rizzo is more willing to give up Victor Robles, which Robles is one of the top prospects in all of baseball. And as a Nats fan, Romito's a great catcher and would help tremendously at that position. Plus, he's young and he's controllable for a, month, for a lot of years to come. But Robles has the potential to be great. And I don't really know if I want Robles gone. He's their top prospect. He's one of the best prospects in all of baseball among all 30 MLB teams. So, that's something to keep an eye for. Look, as a Nats fan, do I want Romuto? Yes. But I, but I don't, I don't knowing that if we do get him, it's probably at, for Robles, who I want, I don't want to trade him. I don't want to trade him. Not, not when he's so young, has the potential to be an absolute stud. I don't want to trade him at this point. In his time now, he has spent a lot of times injured injured this year with a elbow injury. Youth is value. Youth is definitely value. Plus, he can do it. At, you know, hitting, defense, speed. You know, he's a great all around player. And you know, a lot of people thought he'd you know be in the big leagues by now, but he's had a bit of an elbow injury to keep him out. Anyway, look, Romito's a terrific young. But you wouldn't catcher. call him injury prone by any means. I mean, he's young. And I think, if I'm not mistaken, this is his first injury. So, okay. we, still, we still have a lot to see. I mean, I, look, after someone's first injury, I'm not going to call him injury prone. I think he injured it on, like, a diving play. So, it's not like it was one of these fluke plays. I mean, yeah. you know, he, did, he did something that would actually no, Not a worrisome injury. injury. No, he's just trying to come back, and we'll see. But, man, Romero's great. But I don't, I don't really want to give up a guy like Robles with him being this young and at this stage in his career. Um, next thing, and as we kind of move towards the end, not quite, though, the St. Louis Cardinals firing Mike Matheny, their uh, manager. Matheny was in the middle of his seventh year with the team, and he had taken them to four consecutive playoff appearances in his first four years, including a 2013 World Series. Unfortunately, they did lose to the Boston Red Sox that year. But, you know, the Cardinals have had, like, this one way of doing things. You know, the Cardinal way. They've always been a great team, you know, consistent, being very consistent, getting to the playoffs. They haven't been, The last three years, they've gotten worse and worse, missing 
the playoffs last two years, and now this year, I mean, could they make it? Yes. Right now, I'd probably say no. Um, but there's been, yeah, but like, they have a guy named Dexter Fowler who, yes, he's having a horrific year, batting well under 200, which is just awful. But, you know, the front office has said that, like, they can't protect him when it comes to determination and effort, which, on the baseball diamond, I don't care if you're hitting 100 or 400. But one thing you always want to go is put out 110% each and every day. He's doing that. He's not doing he's it. He's not doing that. That's, that's what point. they're saying that they, you know, they can say, oh, he's in a slump, blah, blah, blah. But they can't protect him when it comes to oh, effort. Oh, I thought you said they would. Pro- I thought you said they would protect him. Oh, sorry, him. sorry. And I, I got a little confused there. Yeah, they're saying they can't protect him when it comes to effort and determination. And if you're Dexter Fowler, yeah, who cares if you're hitting 175? You have to at it's least just, put an effort. You have to go put in Every bit of you have, whether even if you even if you had a ground ball to shortstop, run it out. No matter how slow you are, if you're out by twenty feet, you know ten feet, you should always run it out. You know, you should always put full effort on. Give you know a hard game. That's something you a just, hard nine innings, especially in the pros in any sport. You always have to put out full effort, full determination. Otherwise. It just won't work out for you. So, yeah, going back to the Mike Matheny, there's just been these, you know, weird, you know, uncharacteristic things going on in this Cardinals organization. And John Mosaywalk, who's the president of baseball operations in St. Louis, thought it was time to make a change. Now, um, Mike Schultz is taking over for the team as the interim manager, so he won't really know, you know, what's going on. You know, who's going to, you know, Joe Girardi, who got, who left the Yankees is up there. So that'll be interesting come season's end. Um, but there's a lot, there's a lot of things um, going on. It's very, it's very interesting to see because, you know, you usually don't see this from, you know, the Cardinals. Um, so, yeah, it's very interesting. Okay, so finally, our last topic. Yeah. Um, Shoei Otani. He has um, obviously been activated off the disabled list. And he, you know, has been hitting. You know, he's a pitcher and a hitter. He's one. It's incredible what he's been able to do. Yeah, especially but at that position when you can do multiple things. And at this level. Them. At yeah. this level. The interesting thing is, though, when he was in Japan, because he's, you know, he played in the Japanese league, transferred to the MLB. He had a grade one UCL spring, which is a major ligament right in the elbow. Mm. And if you tear it, you you're at, you have Tommy John surgery, which you're out year year and a half. And like, almost like an ACL so, in football. It's probably worse oh. because ACL in football year. Right. But if yeah. you like, like a, a season. Yeah, in, in the in NFL, NFL, it's, it's much. MLB is much longer, so and you in might the NFL, miss. You have more time to recover. And MLB, it might be fifteen months. Okay. Fifteen, sixteen months. So, so a significant injury. Oh, very significant. Yes. And now in the MLB, so that was a great one. Now he gets a grade two, UCL. I don't know if it's a sprain or a strain, something, but it's not getting better. And now <laughs> he's hitting. That elbow starting to deteriorate. Now he's hitting, and it takes one swing, and that thing just blows up. And then you need Tommy John surgery. And the Angels, they have the best hitter in all baseball, Mike Trout. I think Shoei Otani 
is a, a a better pitcher than a hitter. He's great in both, but better pitcher than hitter. And I think is more valuable to the Angels as a pitcher. Now he apparently just yesterday or today has been has been able to resume throwing, going through a throwing progression. But it takes one swing, and that UCL blows up. And it you know the Angels are asking for trouble. And all and also, um. You might as well just, he's, I feel like at some point in time, whether it's this year or a year or two down the road, he's going to need Tommy John surgery or some kind of surgery to fix that major, major ligament. Do you ligament. think that will help it, or? It might just be good, because this thing isn't, this problem isn't getting better. So it might just be good to just get the surgery done, because I feel like. Stop, like, postponing it. Because I feel like okay. at some point in time, he's There's going to. There's only a certain to, amount you can do without he's having going, surgery. Yeah, he's been getting these like shots or something. At some point in time, he's going to need surgery. Right. At some point in time. So obviously, that's all the time we have for today. Next July thirty first. That's the trade deadline. So for you, you know, I'm a big trade trade fan. I you know look at all these trades. So for you fans, really interested in that. Really, now's the time to be consistently looking. A lot's going to happen from now until July 31st. So, I hope you enjoyed Game Time Podcast, the MLB edition. And I hope to see you again soon. See ya.